It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the home game against the Dragons edition. My name's Alan Deegan. And much like Ireland tonight against the USA, we've got a bit of an experimental team tonight. Uh, William is commentating for Galway Bay, so instead we've got Emmett McNamara, our erstwhile match day editor, who's going to give us updates on the match today. Yeah, it's, excited to, uh, it's exciting to get out from behind the laptop anyways and come to the game, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a more aggressive game from Colmar tonight. It has to be more aggressive. Um, they really need to make up for, for last week, and they need to finish finish this block of games with a bit of a bounce and a bit of a win. They do indeed. It's a pretty windy night, but it looks like the rain's going to hold off. The pitch looks in perfect condition. So with a bit of luck, we're going to see a, a pretty good game. We'll talk again on 20 Minutes. Okay, we're 21 minutes into the game. It's still scoreless. It's got lively at last. Yeah, finally. Connacht have had a lot of possession and they're putting in an awful lot of work but it's coming to naught and the Dragons broke away there and were nearly in for a try the only reason they didn't get one was a very 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 poor knock on on them Leader returned the ball down the pitch and uh, we now somehow have a scrum or a, a line out on their 10 metre but it was very very lucky we got out of jail there we certainly did we haven't been playing well and they've been playing even worse so not the greatest game in the world but we'll talk again on half time It's a short line out to the front. Fianga takes it and Connacht now begin to drive forward. They're about six metres short, four metres short, working it up on this side, driving it into midfield and Connacht are over for the try, the first try of the game. Ten metres from the line in midfield. James Cannon comes on to the ball now. Cannon right in the middle of the post, inside the Dragons 22. Connacht whipping it out along the line. The one pass out here and this should be a try in for Dara Leader and Dara Leader is in to score. Horowitz is away, he's away over the 10 metre line he's, he's fed it out to Farrell Farrell has fed it out to Colby Fianga and Fianga's got the opportunity to go the length of the field and Fianga runs away from the Dragons to score a very simple try Connacht drive up, O'Brien in possession Connacht keeping it very tight here ball comes out passed through and through the hands Tom McCartney's at the back of that he's fed it out Marmion was beside him that's to Colby Fianga they're moving back towards the post they're right over the line the referee is looking to see have they touched it down and the try is awarded Emmett it's half time the score is 26-0 to Connacht 20 minutes ago it was only 0-0 what happened? Uh, a fantastical turnaround as soon as we pressed stop on the last recording to be quite honest um, once they missed that try they seem to have crumbled and Connacht have just stepped up a gear they're being efficient they're being fast it helps that the Dragons heads have dropped but Connacht are looking very lively Tiernan O'Halloran is playing brilliantly uh, Daryl Leader is back with a bang Colby Fienga is busy boy along with Jared Butler uh, Horowitz is having a, quite a good game as well he's looking quite lively exactly what we need to see after last week as long as they kind of keep the tempo up and don't go to sleep in the second half which is a danger when you're this far ahead but they can't afford to do it they just need to have a complete rounded performance tonight they do indeed we'll talk again on 60 Minutes
Okay, just gone 60 odd minutes. Connacht lead by 26 points to 5. The Dragons have scored. Yeah, they scored a lovely try actually. They worked the phases and the gaps appeared eventually in Connacht's defence and they just kind of ran through it. It was, it was a well worked try. The game has become a bit broken. It, lots of penalties, knock ons, things like that. It, it, it has kind of gone off the boil, so hopefully, kind of, kind of reassert themselves into the game and finish strongly. Picked up by Kyle Godwin, and Godwin makes yards as he's been doing all evening, just basically running from a standing start. Connacht again recycling it, and their opportunity as the Caelan Blade gets his hands on the ball at the bottom. Fianga feeds out. Carty, Farrell. Farrell going for the line, Farrell going for the line and Farrell is in to score. The game's eventually finished. 33 points to 12. That last 20 minutes seemed to go on forever. Yeah, it really. the game really went flat. Connacht started um, making a few errors and Dragons really started to up their game a bit. Now it was still a very flat affair and Dragons are in a very poor place, sadly to say. But a very important win for Connacht. They can feel a bit better going into a break. Job done. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. So before we do our post-match analysis let's hear from Andy Friend Colby Fienga and Dragons coach Bernard Jackman You must be pleased with that after last week Yeah extremely pleased we um, spoke about spoke about it all week this week um, that we weren't happy with the performance that we put out last week and this week, all we want to do is just focus on us, um, putting in a good performance, um, being proud of what we're doing out there and uh, coming away with the win. The back row seemed to work as a good unit tonight. Everybody was, was covering in defence, but you were quick to turn that into attack chances when you got them. Yeah, good. We have, we have an extremely good back row at the moment. Um, even guys that aren't starting, guys on the bench, guys who aren't even on the bench. Like The amount of depth that we have at this club is is phenomenal. and. Um, it's good. Keeps us keeps us pushing uh, hard during the week, and what you're seeing out there for the 80 minutes is is a lot of work that's been done during the week, and a lot of pressure that's been put on you for guys that want to start and the guys that want to get onto the bench. And um, there's just a lot of good competition there at the moment. You took off down the field for that uh, try. What what were you thinking? Richard Hibbard was chasing after you, and from my vantage point in the commentary box, he wasn't catching you, but. Were you looking for the line, or were you confident that this was gonna this was gonna work? I was heading straight to the corner. As soon as I caught the ball, I was heading straight to the corner, and I was just trying to run as fast as I can. <laughs> I know, that, as simple as that sounds, that it was actually quite tough for me at the time because I was blowing a gale out there. Like, um, yeah, I, I was well and truly done, and then I don't know what happened. I caught the ball and got a whole gust of energy, and then I started taking off. And the, one of the first things that came to my mind was. I imagine my wife in the in the stands just saying, "I'm even going to be running too slow." I didn't want her to I didn't want her to come after me after the game saying that I was running really slow and I got caught. So I was just pumping as hard as I could because of that. Yeah, and that that was that was 
a good turnover try and and that sort of was coming there was good pressure tonight from Connacht they they sort of closed them you were really in their faces and I think you panicked them a couple of times just by the the sheer physicality of the fact that everybody was up in that line yeah exactly I, I think we did that really well I, um, we got some really good turnovers and we managed to either force them to make mistakes or when we got turnovers we were fast to counter-attack and we had a, a couple good quick punches and then we went out wide and the backs performed really well and we found space in behind and I thought we just made some really good decisions out there today. Little break coming and then uh, South Africa. How are you finding the whole structure of, of Northern Hemisphere rugby? You, 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 you're new to it up here. How, how are you settling in? What, what's different? Is there anything apart from the fact that we've got the weather, but, but is there anything that's specifically surprised you? Um, it's actually been, the weather's been quite good, actually. Like, training weeks have been good. Some days have been really cold, but it's, it's no worse than what I've had in um, Melbourne. But I think, I think the bad weather's still to come. I think one of the, the things that I'm still just baffled about is how long the season is. Um, I know that uh, at this point, in Super Rugby, it'd be we'll be over halfway and would be on the final straight home, and there'd be what four or five games left. And I know I don't even think we're at the halfway point here of the season, so it's a long season. And I know it's about rotating guys and trying to get guys and such, um, trying to get guys' bodies right really for to last a whole season. And is rotation a specific uh, skill that players have to learn? They have to understand that they. You know, you're not playing this week because you're being rested. Is that something that you have to come to terms with mentally and and physically when you're looking after yourself? I think you do. Like the season here is 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 so long, and um, you need to take breaks when you can because as as much as everyone here, uh, everyone at the club is so competitive and they want to be out there playing every weekend. But the reality is, if you keep doing that, by the time we get to finals, you're either going to be burnt out or injured. So it's about taking care of guys early and making sure that when we do come to the back end of the season, that everyone's rare and, and in good condition. Satisfactory performance? Uh, yeah, satisfactory. Um, five points is great. Uh, we needed that win. We needed to bounce back from last week, and um, I thought we did that. First 20 minutes, Dragons had a couple of chances, and then... You know, they they sort of they made a bit of a mess of them, but Connacht reorganised and then just took control. Were you happy with the way that, that Connacht reacted and and took their chances? They were quite clinical when they got them. Yeah, I was, and, and you did right. There were some real moments there where uh, I thought, yeah, Dragons are going to cross the line, but they didn't. Whether that was through their error or our um, or pressure or a bit of both, but. Uh, you know, b- between about the 24th minute and 29th minute, the game just seemed to really open up, and uh, I was pleased with the opportunities that we created and, and, and the way we finished those off. That was really pleasing. So, um, but you know, that's that's the state of this game at the moment. If you got to you got to take those opportunities tonight, we did. David Horowitz starting. Uh, he brought something to the, to the back line. It seemed to give them a little bit more go forward. Yeah, I thought I thought Dave did okay. I thought he's uh, you know he's had a, a pretty lean ten weeks. Um, the poor man's been injured for a large chunk of that, but he's uh, you know he's diligently worked away at that injury and he's got himself back. And to give him the start there tonight was good. And seemed to to mix up the game at just the right times. A little bit of kicking, a little bit of running, and that seemed to put the Dragons on the back foot. They didn't seem to know what was ahead of them. Yeah, I thought that was the important. That was the difference. You know, after about the twenty, twenty-second minute, there we started to turn them, um, 
and it was only from those, you know, the ability to turn them and then either them kicking back or us isolating them that we got those opportunities. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a, you know, a, a smart part of the game, and, um, and we we attempted to try and do that through the second half, but we we weren't getting the rub of the green there with a the set piece. When you get a performance like that, it does. Does that increase the frustration of what happened last week in the Ospreys, or do you just have to completely park that? Or can you see that things that happened tonight, if the same sort of clinical had happened, you would have been in a better position last week? Yeah, we know we missed a trick there. Um, what I was really pleased with, though, was the way that uh, we rallied from that. And, and you know, I paid compliments to the boys prior to the game, and I gave them compliments again after the game. The way... Um, you know, we took that, that loss on the chin last week. We learned a lot out of that, and we made sure we didn't make the same mistake there tonight. And, you know, with with every team, when when you when you've got a new coaching group come in, a new head coach come in, um, I'm learning about the players. They're learning about me. We took a lot of good learns out of that last week. And and as disappointing as it is to get that loss or to have that loss tonight, was crucial that we uh, we change that. Um, you know, the way that game went, and I thought we did that. So. Uh, would love to have my time again, but you can't. That's life. So uh, important thing was to get the five points tonight, and we did. Looking at the pack as well, they seem to, to operate really well as a unit, but the, the, the back row were particularly strong. They were good in defence, but when they got the opportunity to, to put a bit of pace on it, it was it was pretty accurate. Yeah, again, I, I think the pack's been playing really good football in this, this whole 10-week block, um, giving us a great platform to work from. Uh, and we've got a we got a, a, a real um, um, you know a lot of riches there in that back row. Uh, I thought tonight, Shawnee O'Brien um, at six again, very very good. Colby continues to poke his head through and works his backside off and makes a lot of effective tackles. And JB just seems to do all the simple things really well. So uh, you know it's a it's a great back row that we've got there. Um, you know you got the likes of of Robin Copeland who uh, who's who, who didn't. Yeah, he he got injured yesterday, so sadly to make the 23. But Owen McEwen, Owen Marston, we haven't seen those boys yet. Um, James Conley to come on there tonight. We have got a lot of a lot of riches there in that back row, and it's uh, it's a good spot to be in. South Africa coming up now after a, a little break. When you've reviewed this game, and uh, that's another interesting challenge. That's that's a different type. But is being away for that length of time a real opportunity on a mini camp where everybody's together? And it's it's a, just a completely different feel. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, one of the things we've really focused on as a as a group and as a unit is to build relationships and stronger relationships um, off the footy field. And you know, you get you get two weeks away over in South Africa, you've got the opportunity to do that. So we won't miss that opportunity. Um, you know, we put a lot of focus on our culture and a lot of focus on our leadership. And uh, it's a great time of the season to be able to get away as a group. Um, to form those bonds and and to really cement this what you know what's been a I'll say it's a pass mark this first ten weeks um, but out of this next block in South Africa we can really um, really cement a few of the key fundamentals we put in place and hopefully get uh, get some good results over there and come back and attack the second half of the season. And are you happy now that you've got a better handle on the playing organisation on? The, the way it operates, what you can expect from the players, what you have to push for, and what what happens naturally. Yeah, I think there's yeah every day you learn from it, but you need to see the fellas in, in the heat of battle to to be able to get that. So uh, I said last week there's some good learns. There's been some great learns throughout the whole year. I'll go back to the Leinster performance here. You know, I said to the players at the end of the game, to a man, I think you you can match those boys. Um, 
what we didn't do for that game was hold it for 80 minutes. So our, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the squad that we've got. I think there uh, there's a tremendous lot of talent there. What we've got to be though is we've got to continue to work on. Um, I'll call them the no, no talent required stuff, the stuff that you do away from the park, which allows you get to get on that on that field and be in the best shape you can be in. We missed that trick last week against the Ospreys. We turned up, we got it tonight, we got it right, and we've got to make sure that becomes a habit for us. Bernard, there was a couple of clear-cut opportunities early in the game for the, the Dragons there. If they'd taken them, would that have settled everything down for you? Well, obviously, we were very frustrated that we didn't. I mean, um, we identified a few potential opportunities in the Connacht D um, and we, you know, we made those line breaks and that's, it's quite hard to do it against, uh, against Connacht but you know, we didn't capitalise and the worst thing was we didn't actually kill the play so you know, we didn't catch the, the 2v1 and then we didn't actually restart with a scrum and our scrum was quite good so because we're, we've made a line break our defence isn't organised and then Connacht came right back at us and you have to credit their, their hunger and ambition to go from deep um, you know, but to have a wind in the first half and, and be that far behind at half time was, was a very very difficult um, situation for us and you know at half time we just spoke about how important it was we showed character second half because that game could have went out of control if we had dropped our heads um, you know the way Collins were, were attacking it could have been even worse than it was so uh, I have to you know give credit to the leaders in the team that they didn't drop their heads and they and, and they rallied the troops and we had a much better second half but um, yeah incredibly disappointed with the first half uh, Richard Hibbard was to the, the front of that. He was trying to drive them on as hard as he could, but did the concentration go in the last sort of 20 minutes of the, the first half of it? It just, they couldn't get, they lost field position and couldn't get set? Yeah, we just compounded errors with errors. So, like, you know, we, we deliver, a delivery off the line out to Roger Williams, knock on, and Roger kicks down a full. We just, you know, we had a big win, but we just didn't have enough composure around our set piece, around summer break, and work to, to play the game. In um, in Connacht's half and and yeah, Hib- Hibbard was excellent. I mean, he's been brilliant the last couple of weeks, um, but unfortunately, um, we're just giving away tries too easily, and and that's 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 what's costing us. And we got to fix that. Last season was was very tough. When I spoke to you in Glasgow, you were hoping that this, this season might have go better. But uh, can, can you see roots of improvement there? Yeah, 100%. Um, there's a couple of key components of our game that we need to fix, and namely being our defence and I think our kicking game. Um, you know, we had five guys playing for Wales today. Um, you know, I think it's 2005 since we had five guys in the Welsh in the Welsh 23. So um, that's important. Hallam Amos came back. Um, you know, Ollie Griffiths is a big player for us. So we have we have more depth, strength and depth now. Um, but we got to, yeah, listen, there's areas of, I said, there's areas of our games that, that unless we fix it, we won't win away from home. Um, and we won't win, away, win at home. So November's come at a really good time for us. We have a week off now to refresh, recharge. And then um, we have two weeks before we play Edinburgh. And um, they've got to be the, they've got two massive weeks in terms of, um, you know, cutting out those mistakes we made. So that was the voice of Bernard Jackman in our new with our newbies that we have here tonight. Danny Deegan's going to join us in on analysis. Hello, how are you doing? Emmett still here? Yeah, still here, still allowed out. <laughs> and final person here tonight is Dave Finn. You're in the press conference. What did they have to say? Well, you'll hear it. The big thing they've taken out of it was that they had learned a lot from last week and were much more clinical. They were much more efficient in taking chances. Um, they were happy with that, and that they—it's um, not perfect. There weren't there, there were things that they were perfect. I'm reading between the lines. I don't think any friend was overly happy with how they were refereed in the second half, in certainly in the set piece. Um, but apart from that, an overall set, sense of satisfaction and. 
you know, no more than last week. Your park and move on this week. Your park and move on, and they're already have plans in place to how to how to go to sell that for you. Excellent, Danny. You watched the game from behind the commentators. You're the stats man over there. What what was the view from from up there? How did you see the game? Uh, very kind of slow start from Connacht and we were pretty lucky that Dragons didn't put away a few chances but they woke up in the second second 20 and scored a couple of good tries and then finally getting that last one just before half time but then came out of uh, came out the second half again we were very quiet went nearly scored a try got disallowed and seemed to turn off for most of the second half then um, and if I was any friend I probably wouldn't be too happy with that yeah Emmett it was um like we were just chatting there before we, we came on it's almost again four quarters really wasn't it yeah yeah the second half was uh, that would be a, an area of concern for, for Andy Friend um, as Danny said we we had to try this loud and then we turned off uh, Dragons came back into it we need to be more ruthless um, in games like this it was great that we got the bonus point win but we have to be ruthless we have to see games out we have to be consistent we can't take the foot off the throat as it were so that would be an area of concern but overall yeah happy with the result even though as you said it was a game of four quarters in the second half neither quarter was outstanding for Connacht yeah, sorry about the, the noise and banging. That that storm that was meant to happen during the game is just happening now, about half an hour, an hour after the game. So apologies for that. Dave, um, we had a new out-half today, Mr Horwitz. He seemed to play quite well. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he, did, he did very well. He He's clearly ring-rusty. Um, we, we've seen him play a bit against we saw him in, in, in sale he was ring rusty there we saw him for the Eagles and he was very ring rusty ring rusty because that was his first game and you can see incrementally he's definitely getting better but he, he does seem to he's, he kicked better than I was expecting because I was always in the impression he was he was not a kicking out half and he kicked both off the tee uh, apart well apart from the second one which was a kick I kind of expect I've been led to believe was his standard but I thought he was kicking off the tee was good I thought his kicking from hand was good the way he got the guys the two centres involved I agree with Danny I thought we started very slowly and I think ultimately this all turns on one shock and either a shock and pass or a shock and way to take a pass but if you listen to if you listen to Bernard Jackman he feels that what Connick did well and Horvitz is very much very very much evidence in Colby Fine Gas right was that we it, when how's supposed to kick in only two guys chase and Horvitz looked up and he saw that and that is something that Horvitz and indeed though we have to say Jack has been up up to now but has not necessarily been a trait you'd expect from Connacht Rugby over the last 5-10 years is heads up rugby and I thought tonight there was a lot of heads up rugby it didn't always come off some of the kicks were blocked down uh, there were little grubbers that were taken or a few were taken too early but there was a lot of heads up rugby and at the heart of that is Horvitz Horvitz is a heads up rugby type of guy and it seems to be Kyle Godwin and Tom Farrell doing the same and it was good it was good to see was it perfect? no I agree with Danny he was an, an Emmett there game of four quarters I think it was almost a game of eight eights it was that, it was that busy and then we had Tom Farrell playing at 12 and it, it seems to suit him better Danny yeah just Tom Farrell at 12 just his footwork there, there was one maybe two times where he caught the ball and before the defender like say the defender's one one foot away from he's just been left in the dust his feet are just electric I think he's even better feet than Bundy but he just leaves guys behind him and he creates so much space for the guys outside him especially when if you've got a guy like Kyle Godwin who just doesn't seem to go down like he just there was a couple of times tonight where he got tackled and he's got about three guys on top of him and he's still going forward so you know starting him at 12 and keeping Godwin on the pitch as well it's got to be something going forward 
It does indeed. And we had Daryl Leader, who's played every game for the, the Eagles so far this season and struggled to get back into the team, but made a big impact tonight, Emmett. Yeah, yeah, he, he took his opportunity with both hands, really. He made he made metres in contact pretty much every time. He absolutely emptied the guy in the tackle in the first half. I mean, he, he folded him in half over his shoulder. Um, scored a try as well, obviously. Uh, great hands from Tiernan to set him off into, into the corner. Um, yeah, very exciting to see him back playing. Hopefully he, he kind of kicks on and gets some more consistent performances. Yeah, so we're looking at you know getting more. You know, you look at last week and there was just no bounce. And the, you know, Andy Friend talked about it during the week, and so did Tom McCartney. They were looking for more bounce and more energy, and we we really saw that tonight, didn't we, Dave? Oh, it was energy from everybody. I mean, even even at the very start, even though I didn't think we were particularly brilliant um, at the start, there was definitely in the first five minutes there was more energy and there were people doing things and Dara is a prime example of that. I haven't been overly impressed with some of the performances for the Eagles. I was. Maybe, maybe this is what you need to tell him maybe he plays at the level of the competition so he goes up a level his game improves and then you give him next to no notice that he's playing and he has nothing he, he can't you know can't worry about it I thought he was super I thought the tackle that Emma mentioned was a huge it was a huge point for him but his own try actually starts with him collecting a ball and running it back um, and again bit of heads up rugby there as well he stayed out in the wing I think he'd probably feel a little a little irked he was taken off on 60 but um that's what you want to see you want to see a guy go right and as Andy Friend did put it guys guys have got to put the, have got to go to Andy Friend and put it in in training and on the pitch saying if I'm not getting picked why am I not getting picked he says okay you're not getting picked because you're, you're not putting it in but if you then get your chance to be play then you've got you've got to you've got to perform and I think to be fair to Dara he did perform tonight and he's keeping, giving them, he's put himself back in the picture for a starting 23 plays I cer- he certainly has and of course we've been talking about backs now for a while but really it all comes from the forwards Danny impressive from the pack tonight yeah again Sean O'Brien he has just been outstanding this season whether it's just in defence carrying he's just he's such a workhorse he does everything so well um, I think it was one of the centres tried to run around him at one point and he just cut him in two you know you just you can't do that you can't give him an opportunity you know he's going to cut you in two and then you've got uh, Kobe Fahanga he seems to be settling in well now you know he's doing an awful lot of carrying whether it's off the top of a off a line out or just in in midfield and I've also seen him he hangs around in the midfield just either as a support just to kind of rook but he tends to get his hands on the ball but he's got the skills to offload or uh, take it into contact he's he's doing well and then you know you've got Butler he's just Butler you know he can't really say much he's he's a great workhorse again he, but he's a great carrier for us as well yeah and all put together by the front five back row can only survive when the front five are playing really well I, I give you all that guys the backs are great and the back row are super but you know I, I'm, I'm there for the front five the whole lot of them it was very hard to pick any one of them out tonight because they just gave so much good ball and they, they, they put so much pressure on um yeah, sorry. Well, I would have thought uh, the front five would have been very frustrated today, just how the the scrums were refed. Maybe in that second half, it was probably I would have thought maybe fifteen minutes of just scrums, whether they're just being reset or opposition standing up. But like even the ref not even being consistent. You know, Buckley's getting blown blown against, and he's kind of looking up, and he's he's got this gobsmacked face, and he's just he doesn't know what's that, going that, on. That's normal for a pop. No, but like you know, and it's it's just out of the blue. He he pulls them across, talks to them, and then goes in. Buckley's completely uh, flat out, you know, which you would have thought is normal for a penalty for him. He gets up and it's blown against him. He's, he's like, what's going on? But it's very frustrating for uh, a prop and for sport, uh, supporters if there's 15 minutes scrums. 
There is, there is. And I'll just, just to make my last mention of a front five player is James Cannon scored his first try for Connacht in 47 I think it's 47 matches maybe 48 um, so yeah kudos to James he had a cracking game again tonight yeah um, himself and Nolton went went quite well there's a lot of uh, a lot of industry out of them a lot of work it's particularly Nolton as well um, right up until the very end when sadly the Dragons did sneak the sneak a late try but um, he was putting in some seriously heavy tackles uh, defending like the entire game rolled on it and did Connacht were up by whatever 32 points at that stage or so yeah great to see great to see a bit of hunger from Moulton as well uh, maybe he's feeling a bit cold outside of Irish camp but uh, yeah and I think Kieran Marmion is pretty annoyed that his try didn't count because it would have been something to say to Joe yeah I'm still around I need to see it back because apparently I, I have used uh, our eye in the sky i.e. Packy Shield uh, it was informing me that apparently Alton pulled back to number 19 I have to I genuinely was I thought for a second is he penalising the scrum out for a high tackle then I see a punch being thrown and it turns out that we've committed the we've committed the, the offence therefore the try is knocked off but yet we get the penalty and I'm like I'm very confused by what was happening as for the front five I think they did everything right but Dennis has to realise that an offload off the ground at James Cannon's knees isn't necessarily the best thing to do no probably not probably not Okay, I think we've covered the game there. I think we've covered all aspects of it. I will uh, say one thing. I was really, really impressed with the Dragons number eight, and I'm going to have to look up this young Basham. Yes, nineteen. Nineteen. He was nineteen yesterday. He was nineteen yesterday. So yeah, I was hugely impressed with him. I think he's if he if he fills out and he doesn't get injured, he's going to be a a, a real um, a real star for Wales. I have to say, Connacht women are celebrating twenty years playing rugby for the province, um, and I caught up with. Wendy Hickey and Imro Dowd to find out more about it. Yeah, um, it was an idea that we came up with a couple of months ago, I suppose, after the IRFU and all the work that Sinead Cosgrove put in um, with the acknowledgement that the IRFU did with all the past players and acknowledging their caps. We said that it would be fantastic to come up with some other idea or some some idea to acknowledge and... um, I suppose all the past players plus the present players um, in Connacht Rugby and it began as a little dream and it ended up coming to fruition tonight. I suppose the backing in Connacht Rugby has been fantastic and Joe Gorham, the domestic rugby manager, he put a bit of a pot of money in place and, and we've ran in with it. So what we've done is we've come up with a little gift just an acknowledgement for every player. Um, now, they had to have registered. Hopefully, most players, and we haven't <laughs> missed anyone, but for every player that has registered, just a little gift, just an acknowledgement from our side of it that all the work that they've put in, be it from the very first team in 1995 up to the present day, 2018. All right. And, and Wendy, when did you get involved in rugby? And, and, you know, you've been here a long time. You've been here ever since I've been involved in rugby. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I arrived in, from Canada over here in 1998 and started playing with Weegians and then got involved with the Connacht Senior Women's Team then in 2000. And um, then in 2004, uh, got employed as a Women's Development Officer here in, for Connacht Rugby. So um, the growth of the game has been fantastic. We have uh, 17 clubs out of 27 that have girls rugby in some way, shape or form. Wow. Um, from minis, youths, adults, uh, we started a new Talent ID programme uh, for 18 to 23-year-olds. Uh, we have a very, our, our under-18 girls um, won the Inter- pros there that just uh, that took place uh, recently enough and then we have the senior women's team so there's a lot there's a lot going on but it's fantastic to see the support that we're getting from uh, from Connacht Rugby and from the clubs it is like I my I have twins a boy and a girl and while they were minis they were able to play rugby but at 12 my daughter had to stop because there was nothing 
there was nowhere for her to go, but that's all changed now. Like it's it's become, as you say, there's so many so many you know teams and clubs playing the women's game. It really is a massive growth. It's become part of the club now. It's like nearly like um, you know, it's strange not to see a girls or a minis team or a youth team running out or in the senior team and in, in a lot of the clubs running out onto the pitch and using the facilities in the club. So it is part and parcel. There are a few have backed it with some funding um, for for teams that participate um, at certain, at different levels. There's funding there for clubs and and in fairness, clubs have majority of clubs have bought into the whole ethos mm. of women's rugby. Um, it it probably takes. Some clubs probably took a while. It is a massive change, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a very male-orientated sport, but we're getting there, I suppose, with all the work Wendy and, and her team are, are, are. We're getting there slowly but surely, and it's just fantastic to see the. the I suppose what typified everything was to see the under eighteen girls win the Interpro this year. That was just, just fantastic. The euphoria around it, you know, and all we need now is for the senior team to do something similar next year. Maybe, hopefully, a lot of emerging talent, a lot of those will come into senior next year, and I suppose the. the cohort of the team hopefully will stay on board again next year the senior panel um so like we're going from strength to strength and am i hearing rumblings of a possible european club thing that i hear some somewhere on a podcast somewhere that they're talking about women's game in england are looking to do a a european style game you guys haven't heard anything about that nothing officially nothing officially so uh yeah i leave that to wendy Wendy okay (laughs) well 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 But like the you know the, the women's game, but we we managed to get the two games. The third one we couldn't get to because it was on on a Friday night in Cork, which made it very difficult for us to get down there. And you know it, it's a great game to watch. But there's only three interpros during the year, which is mm. kind of tough. Is there any chance maybe getting more interpros? Well, I think there there is talk of of possibly doing like a home and away program. You know, uh, again, the amount of work that's that, that that's put in and the amount of work the women do themselves. You know, to, to play those three games is phenomenal. So, I think there is talk of of expe- extending it. Um, I think it would be. I think the the players would really appreciate it to get another crack at the whip. You know, if they're playing a game and get another go at it again. So, um, I I hope. You know, I, I hope that will that will be. But um, that's up to the IRFU then to kind of decide that. Yeah, and we got the, the Six Nations was announced this week, so we're, it looks like a tough start against England in Donnybrook, isn't it? in February, first game of the season. So that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, England are, are the number one squad for, for a reason. I suppose a lot of them are... Well, they are gone professional now. Mm. Um, so it's hard to compete. You know, it's an amateur game, really, with in Ireland at the moment, even though they train professionally and they do mm. everything professionally. Um, the sevens have gone that route. So hopefully, you know, we'll see the 15s game progressing along that way. I think we need to to compete um, England are so strong and then I suppose New Zealand are even stronger you know yeah, so they're yeah. the, top, the top two teams that we'd want to be competing well with and you know aiming to beat them every time we see them so uh, yeah it'll be interesting Six Nations will be interesting there's a, there's a lot of work being done by Adam Griggs at the moment you know he's done he's bringing those emerging girls from especially from Connacht through into the squad and they're training oh, with the senior team at the moment so yeah it's onwards and upwards you know? excellent excellent well good luck with the event tonight I hope it's a great success and I hope you get as many people as you expected out there and um, keep going for the future thank you very much thanks, thanks a lot As there's a couple of weeks break in the Pro 14 over the next couple of weeks, um, there is going to be no midweek podcast. So what we're going to hear now is William from tomorrow night giving us uh, an update on the results and scores and how that affects the table. 
This weekend saw the completion of round eight of this season's Pro 14 Championship. And here are the results. On Friday evening, Ospreys 20, Glasgow 29. Five points there for Glasgow in the same conference as Connacht. And nothing for the Ospreys is a good result for Connacht. Edinburgh 31, Scarlets 21. On Saturday, Benetton 10, Ulster 15. Connacht 33, Dragons 12. And on Sunday, Kings 31, Leinster 38. Cheetahs 26, Munster 30. And in our conference again for Connacht, Cardiff 37, Zebra 0. And that's a very good result and five points for Cardiff. So with all teams having played eight games and now going into a break before resuming again around about the 22nd of November, we'll have a look at the conference tables. Conference A, Glasgow played 8-1-6 on 32 points. Munster played 8-1-5 on 24. Ospreys played 8-1-5 on 23. Cardiff Blues on 8 played, 4 wins, 22. Connacht with played 8-1-4, 21. Zebra have played 8-1-3 on 15. And the Cheetahs have played 8-1-1, drawn 1, but have managed to pick up 5 bonus points, so they've actually got 11 points. But they're not showing as strongly as they did last season. Conference B, Leinster played 8-1-7 with 34 on top. Second are Ulster with played 8-1-5 on 25 points. A significant lead there for Leinster. In third place, the Scarlets with 8 played, 5 wins, 24 points. Edinburgh are played 8-1-4 with 21 points. Benetton played 8 one three. With 17 points there, start to the season has probably faltered a little bit of late. In sixth place are the Southern Kings with played 8-1-1, lost 7, but have picked up 7 bonus points, the Kings, with 11 points. And holding up Conference B are Connacht's victims on Saturday, the Dragons, who've played 8-1-2 with 9 points. They've only picked up 1 bonus point. Okay, good stuff there from William. Good stuff from William as we, we still talk about timelines and the future and everything. But anyway. Um yeah, so before we move on to other things, we are now roughly a third of the way through the season. So I need your thoughts on how Andy Friend is doing. Ten games into the year. Um it's five and five. It's um, and I'm going to get a point out of this It's been a curate's egg of a season um, What's been good has been very good What's been bad has been bad I think the performances have been better than the results Up until the Ospreys uh, In which the performance was <laughs> The result was actually better than the performance If we're being honest about it um, Great to go up to Ulster and win That's, from, that's, a, that's, an, um, that's another uh, monkey off our backs But well, like I say, what's been good? I mean, a performance like tonight it shows there's potential is there. It is still a long way from being the finished article. We are still very much 
we are some way off the, the Glasgow's and the Leinster's and I'd even argue the Scarlet's and the Munster's but we are still very much in contention with the Ospreys still very much in contention with Cardiff I would argue that the Ulster performance should be the standard we set and that wasn't even the perfect performance so getting results from not playing well great getting bonus points when we haven't played well as well that's okay but we need to be we need to we need to be putting more points on the board ultimately Andy, Andy Friend is going to be judged on results and it doesn't matter most people won't see the performances they won't see what's going on they won't see the improvement in, in collectively and individually that we're seeing they'll only see the results and I think it's going to be, it's going to be judged on results so 5-5 five and five after 10 games yeah it's, it's, it's grand but it cannot, it cannot be the, this, is, this can only be seen as a solid start it cannot be seen as the benchmark fair enough Emmett what do you think of all that? Yeah, I have to broadly echo the sentiment. Um, I would say, however, we had an extremely tough start to the season. It was unbelievably hard. I mean, the, the, the month of champions, we were coming into that with a new coach after having a coach for just one year last year. We came in to the season with a... Well, the squad came into the season with a fair amount of optimism, uh, which was well needed we, we, we needed a good mindset starting out and as Andy Friend said several weeks ago we are in the hunt we are competitive we have room for improvement definitely but we are competitive we're in the right place and uh, things are looking the, the tra- trajectory is going in the right direction Danny your thoughts yeah talking about results you know you can say it's five from five, uh, five wins five losses but I'm just kind of looking at say players and how um, our pack is doing our pack are very solid we've got a very good platform now it didn't show in well it did show in Ospreys but we just didn't do anything with it you know we, we won uh, we, we were very solid in the lineup. we've got a very solid scrum we need to now give that to our backs and our backs need to start doing something we need to start kicking on we've got a very good baseline and now it needs to move on there's no reason why you can't coming off like we, we won nearly all of our lineups tonight and um, Nearly sure. Yeah, one all around and some Rob two stole a couple as well. And then well, maybe apart from a couple of scrums, you know, going against us, but like go back through other games and it's it's a very good solid start for us in forwards, but our backs we kinda look clueless every now and then. We don't know what to do. We're just giving one up runners. We need to we need to have a bit more. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, i I have to say at this stage of the season I think we've got against the same opposition last year I think we're up by 10 points uh, my understanding of it um, so you know we're, we're we're in a hell of a lot better position than we were this time last year and we're yeah let's see what happens if we can kick on just one last thing you know we, we, we talk about month of champions it's hard hard start but if we've got a hard start that must mean that there's an easy bit in the middle somewhere you know yeah well we didn't we didn't make use of that easy bit last week when you look at how, how Glasgow put Ospreys to the sword yesterday um, it's just a pity that Connor couldn't make more use of it last week in Ospreys but good result tonight I think um, makes up for that a little bit ok we want to go back and watch the Ireland game so <laughs> any other business anyone any, got th- any thoughts oh, I, was, I had a load lined up um, quick ones uh, Sarah Cox refereed was Northampton today's first woman in the Premiership I think the big, my big issue with Sarah Cox is she's 28 I find that really disturbing that I could have played I'm now can say I could have played played sport with her father. <laughs> when you're talking about referees, that's really roaring. I think we have to give a big heads up. Uh, I asked you this earlier, and you couldn't, you can't. I'm going to go with this is the most amount of uh, conic players that have ever been involved in any age group 
uh, for the Irish team. There was 11 of them in the clubs under 18s. They went to Italy. They won um, 33-12. 11 Connacht players in a match day 23. That is every the only guys who went on the half-term training caps with a, who didn't feature in that game were the two lads who were in the other squad. Uh, every single one featured. That is fantastic. I huge kudos there. And the other thing is, I haven't had a chance to say it, but yeah, the Glasgow um, Cardiff thing. Yeah, why don't wh- that's what you get when you allow teams to have European kits? <laughs> oh yes, it was the clash of jerseys and the European game. I fully agree with you, Emmett. Do you have anything? No. Nothing from Emmett, Danny. Yeah, it's been good to see uh, Andy Friend giving uh, long young local guys a chance. Uh, yeah, uh, Colin the Butler, Matthew Burke, and um, Conor Fitzgerald uh, all getting game time off off the bench or getting a couple of the starts you know it's good to see local guys coming through the Connacht that, that's what it's all about you look at Sean O'Brien he's become a real core bit of Connacht and it's always good to see local guys getting a chance it certainly is I only have one little bit of any other business and it's with the help of Emmett's dear lady wife who mentioned as as the players ran out that um, she thought that Horowitz looked really good <laughs> <laughs> and then there was always discussion about who's the best looking player on the field and, and so this, this happened around us during the game and the quote of the evening alright sorry we're just getting an update on the fact that Ireland just scored um, the quote of the evening has to go to Emmett's sister-in-law Abby who said that yeah Horowitz is good looking but he's he's boy band good looking and more backstreet boys than take that <laughs> well I think Whoa. we should we should just end on Whoa. that and let the debate go 